Hello and welcome to Tom Meets Interesting People. Now, I've got a special preview for you right now. I've got the wonderful Chris Bell on. He's a writer and director and currently heading up the film What Dwells Beneath that is currently in its Indiegogo fundraising uh, stage. So here is an episode preview. I hope you enjoy this episode and please go and check out Chris's work. Links will be below. So let's kick off with it. Tell me about this film and tell me why should someone go to the Indiegogo right now and back it? Absolutely. So What Dwells Beneath is actually a Lovecraftian-inspired cosmic horror that follows a group of urban explorers, you know, people that are fascinated by forgotten worlds and hidden places. Uh, they stumble upon an abandoned cave, and due to all of their curiosities, they unwittingly awaken an ancient evil that uh, should have never been disturbed in the first place. Of so, course, like, like you, you, you can't, like, why do we do this as humans? Like, why <laughs> do we just go about unearthing ancient evils? Like, we see the signs, there's the cryptic signs there, we should, we should oh, pay yeah. heed. <laughs> it's, and, and you know, you say things like that in movies where you're like, you, why, why, don't turn around and go back. But I, we are filming in an actual cave. This is an actual abandoned cave, uh, the location that we're filming in. And in the very back of the cave, there's actually a wall that just says turn back now on it. And I was the first person in the crew to continue past that wall. <laughs> so, so there's a good chance I would have never actually made it out of the cave. But turns out there was just a lot of bat poop right beyond yes. that wall. So <laughs> what compelled you to pass that sign? <laughs> I, you know, there's just something that was like, if I don't, I'll never know. <laughs> so you're telling me you're the first person to die in a horror movie then? It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, I would 100% be the first person that dies in the horror movie because I, my curiosity gets the best of me. It's a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's, a good, it's normally a good trait to have though, isn't it? You know, I try. So yeah. uh, for people to actually go to the Indiegogo and uh, help contribute to this project would be huge for us. Um, we're looking at a pretty modest goal of $5,000, and that helps us fund everyone in the cast, everyone in the crew, all the monsters, all the props, you know, everything that we need. None of this is like going into my pocket or anything mm -hmm. like that. So uh, this helps with distribution. This helps us have a premiere. Uh, so your contributions really help. And I think we have some pretty cool perks up on the Indiegogo for people to pick up. Oh, tell me about those perks. Because, like, I saw one that was Adopt a Monster. <laughs> yes, that is, uh, that's definitely been my favorite perk, is the Adopt a Monster perk. So for just $500, you can symbolically adopt a monster into your home. Uh, Nice. Adopting one of these monsters will allow you to receive adoption paperwork for your monster. You will receive uh, regular updates on the progress of your monster and how it's being put together, how it's coming to life. And after filming wraps, after the production wraps, you will receive a screen-used piece of your monster. Nice. That's pretty yeah. cool, actually. That is, that is one of the coolest perks I've ever heard of. You know, um, I don't think anybody else is out there giving away monsters, so... Yeah, yeah. Like, not even in D&D, &D, it's still like, 
D&D has monsters, but it's like, no, here's, here's oh, yeah. a monster book, but none of them are your monsters. Um, exactly. This is your own monster. I love that. Now, I'm that really interested to learn kind of like, I talked with August about this, um, and I've talked with mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan Perry about this as well, about filming on location. Yes. Um, I imagine filming in a cave, that's got its challenges. Very much so. <laughs> so uh we've it really depends completely on the weather outside too which you wouldn't think would affect the cave but if there's been a heavy rain outside it's very humid in the cave there's lots of moisture just hanging in the air which affects the camera lens really bad sometimes um trying to capture audio in these small cavernous areas where so much noise is bouncing off everything has definitely been a challenge and you completely lose track of time in this mm -hmm. cave D day and night are are completely foreign concepts when you're inside the cave <laughs> well because like how i'm trying to now comprehend like how does it like affect the cameras so basically when you're looking through the camera lens um the lens will actually get fogged up sometimes due to all the moisture in the air okay. or you'll just kind of see so many particles floating in the mm -hmm. air that it really takes you out of because this is not going to be a found footage style mm -hmm. film this is going to be completely cinematic so taking away from the real world feel of looking through the camera where you do see so many particles and bits and things like that we want it to be on the more cinematic side of things mm -hmm. oh brilliant all right um yeah because like i obviously knew you, you'd have challenges being on location but i didn't realize like the environment could literally play havoc with the equipment because i'm just like i'm an oh, amateur yeah. Like I'm, I'm sure. like I have my phone over here doing one angle. Hello, second angle, and I got my webcam <laughs> on the other one. That's it. This is as technical as I get. And <laughs> now you're telling me, like, just randomly, the camera will just steam up. And I'm yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah, and, and then you know you got to keep that gate clean. You got to keep the, the lens wiped off and everything. And it's it's definitely been a challenge. But mm -hmm. I've got one of the best crews around working on this project and i have no doubt that you know we'll be able to pull it off mm -hmm. yeah because i do get that sense that you absolutely love your crew oh, um, i do tell me about them and tell me how they like sort of like rose to this challenge of filming in a cave which is already scary yes. with, a, with a sign that says don't go any further <laughs> <laughs> so i have uh my assistant director who will be mr tyler broadway who I've worked with on screen in a lot of projects, but he and I are kind of taking the step behind the camera this time. And mm -hmm. since I will be playing one of the characters in the film myself, uh, anytime that I'm on film, I can trust Tyler behind the camera to kind of keep the vision in the wheelhouse that we've discussed. And, and I know I can trust him with that. Um, I have my director of photography, David Cunningham, who I have filmed literally basically all of my stuff with. Uh, David and I have been doing things for a few years now. This is just our first large feature kind of deal, micro feature, however you want to uh, mm -hmm. bill it. Uh, Brian Machow, who is our sound engineer, is a brilliant sound technician. 
he is so professional on set he knows lighting and sound and i really couldn't figure out all of the sound problems without him um we have cody and kayla epling who are a cosplay duo couple here in knoxville um they're helping build some of the larger monsters and uh bigger you know bigger moving things and then i have uh my friend brandon hill who works with the grotto which is in tennessee also uh he's helping build some of the monsters as well some of the smaller props some of the rock props and things like that and uh let's see i, I, I don't think i'm forgetting anybody we've we've kept a pretty small crew we have mm -hmm. some other people that we're bringing in to kind of assist and help with things but those are the those are the main crew there mm. I, I kind of imagine you need to almost in that environment try and keep the crew as small as possible yes absolutely because the more people you have on set the more noise you have the more just because even in the cave you can be 40 feet away from everyone having a conversation and it just carries throughout the yeah. halls and so uh the smaller the crew the better definitely and because that this location is an abandoned cave um it was actually a tourist attraction in 1912 that has been shut down and completely abandoned so we we've run into the thing where we don't there's it's not like a no trespassing kind of place you know there's no signs or private property or anything like that but we still don't know who owns it we don't actually know who we should contact about saying, hey, we're going to be filming a movie here. So another big kind of challenge that hangs over my head is at any point in time, I'm afraid someone might just show up and be like, hey, you can't film this here. Yeah. Like I have something that I find really fascinating. August Mintz did it and uh, Jonathan Perry Mintz did it as well. It is it's that gorilla style of filmmaking where like you almost just have to do it hope for the best and then yes. leg it um absolutely is that something you enjoy doing or is that something you're like <laughs> i i hope i never do this again no it's uh I, I completely understand the assignment and i'm not concerned about it at all i think we're gonna have a really good run with this i don't think we're gonna have any hiccups um Honestly, I, I think that I, and that's the reason I want to keep the crew small. We're doing this whole thing in three days. We're filming the full mm -hmm. production and we're cramming it into a three day shoot, a consecutive three days. And uh, I know that's going to be hard on my cast yeah. and crew, but I, I realistically think that's the only way we're going to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and like you said, like, you 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 could probably use the location and probably not and maybe i'll wait until after you've done this to release this episode you know just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just so i don't accidentally incriminate you in anything uh, that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. i didn't know uh, it's okay i didn't see any signs anywhere so we're fine <laughs> yeah yeah there's no signs uh, yeah, no i've also signs, used that to get so... off a parking fine once <laughs> exactly there was no signs yeah. so what are you gonna do yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm also interested, you mentioned, um, and something else I find quite fascinating, and this comes from my love of sci-fi, my love of Star Trek, and uh, trust me, this is related, 
where yes. I'd see, particularly in long-running shows, members of the cast would jump behind the camera for occasional episodes, like sort of um, LaFar Burton, uh, Michael Dawn, and Jonathan mm -hmm. Frakes all step behind the camera in, in Next Generation. So sure. tell me about that. How do you run the show and are part of the show? So uh, that very much comes from having the support system of my crew, who I know mm -hmm. I can trust. Um, basically I, I feel like I can completely devote myself to the character and to the scenes when I'm on camera and mm -hmm. I don't have any, I, I don't have to be also consciously thinking while I'm in the scene, okay, what does this camera angle look like? Does the lighting look good over here? I can just solely focus on the scene because I have such a great AD like Tyler. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm not on camera and am able to kind of orchestrate the scenes myself, uh, there's no ego there. There's no uh, conflict of, uh, well, I would have done it better. Why does he have to do everything too? Why, do, you know, we're all just here to create one great product. So if one of us can't be there doing it at the moment, someone else can pick up the slack. And I think that's mm -hmm. a, a very a winning combination of things. I think it's something I'm also getting from your answer and from everyone else's answers, sort of like along along those questions, is it's all about trust, isn't it? Trusting yes. in your crew. Huge trust. If you don't have yeah. faith in your crew, if you don't have trust in the people that you're working with, why are you doing You know, I, I guess yeah. trust has to be built sometimes, but that's why I choose to surround myself with people that I enjoy working with. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's people that I know are here to work hard. It's people that I know are talented and people that I know I can trust. So those are three big things, you know, professionalism, talent, and trust are huge things yeah. to build a community. If you like what you see, please subscribe on whatever app you're on. If you're on YouTube, click underneath and you'll be able to watch yet another episode with my horrible, horrible voice. Until then, everyone, <laughs> take care and goodbye.